hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 149, three years and one week. It feels like um, just yesterday we were celebrating three years. But in fact, it was just last week. Um, we are here live together in the flesh, um, which is rare as always. But Stephen Fennick joining me from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trev. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the cake that you ate all on your own, that you never <laughs> shared with me for the three-year anniversary. Thanks uh, to the, our, our good friends at Vodafone. Yes, it was very nice of them to send a cake. Unfortunately, yeah. we don't live together, yeah. which is one of the That's myths. Right. A lot of people, a lot of people think yeah. that we we just we the, live and breathe everything yes, we do the, together. But the tweet that Vodafone put out said, "I have congratulations on your three-year anniversary," and it kind of sounded like we were in a relationship. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we are both happily married to women um, and with kids. And uh, yeah, but thanks anyway, Vodafone. And, and we live a long way apart from each other. So the cake. <laughs> in fact, what happened to the cake was my kids ate a little bit of it, and then it went. My wife had to be going out that night. It was uh, it was good for the girls. So I'm thank glad, you. I'm glad it went to good use. Thank you to uh, to the girls at Vodafone for their um, for their well wishes. We are here, in fact, in the storeroom of the Soda Factory <laughs> in Sydney, which is a, a funky little uh, venue where we um, uh, are about to hear about a, a new product, which we'll talk about here any moment now on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So, um, we are here uh, for an event with Navman, and Navman, one of the best names, I think, in, in SatNav. In fact, my first SatNav was a Navman, and I think yeah. they, they have the benefit of, of longevity in the market, but they also have some pretty strong technologies. Um, big competitive space, the uh, satellite navigation it space, is. but they're, they're launching a, um, a, a what they call a connected GPS. So, yeah. you know, a, a GPS that, that interacts with your phone, um, has cloud capabilities, integrating with social media. There's a whole stack of stuff in this thing, which is kind of mind-blowing. In fact, they're calling it the world's, oh, not the world's first, the country's first smart GPS. Now, we're hearing that word again, and what that basically means is it's connected. So not only can you get from A to B, you can uh, navigate from, from you know, you into your destination. Everything is p- as per usual. But what this brings to the table is the fact that it can now interact with other devices, connect through your phone to social media, can navigate to places like this very place, the soda factory. Where, which whose lovely storage room we are sitting in for the soda factory? There's a lot of alcohol out of here, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, got to say, it's not, not a lot anyway, of soda. Yeah, not too much soda. But um, this actually, this place is sort of one of those. I won't call it a, a best kept secret. There's no number out the front. There's mm. no name out the front. Yep. But if you were to check in here uh, on Foursquare Four or yep. Yelp. You could, through the Navman, actually navigate to this location. Right. So that's just one example. An- another live location uh, ability is the fact that you can uh, tap into, say, the find the cheapest petrol prices. Right. So you can. Uh, it-, it does add that added dimension, extra dimension to your navigation experience. And I think this is um, this is an obvious thing that these companies need to be doing because of the power of our smartphones. And we'll talk shortly about what Apple's doing, but because of the power of our smartphones. And the data, the information that's happening there in real time, they need to have this connectivity. Now, whether it's, you know, there'll, there'll be some that will have a, a built-in connectivity, there'll be others in the majority that'll use the smartphone as the link. 
Um, I love the idea of the cloud service here, though, which um, which they're talking about the smart cloud eco. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's it's a cloud-based service that allows you to, to save locations, and then it synchronizes those locations across your devices, including your, your sat nav. So, you know, not a great, not a bad, um, not a bad idea. I think it's a challenging market, though, to try and mm. upsell features like this when most people are just going in. My maps are old. It's cheaper to buy a new product than it is to mm-hmm. update the maps. Uh, you know, what have you got for me in a the, retail sense? This connectivity too extends to your Wi-Fi network. So when it connects to your Wi-Fi again, it will do an instant update. So mm. it's a lot easier now to update the device. That was, as you said, a bit of a hassle Plugged to do that. Vehicle, that. But now I think that you're right. The GPS, the dedicated in-car GPS market, I think is still very healthy because people are using these not just not always to find an address. Mm. They're using them to they so they know when they're entering school zones, yes. where there's speed cameras in areas they're not used to. So it is a handy product to have running in your car, even though you're not navigating. And now with these added features of someone's done a check-in on your social media feed, you can then navigate to that to that location. Mm. That's just added uh, even more features to this product that is going to make you want to use it even even more every day. Yeah, and I think um, the reason this market continues to grow despite Despite the uh, the smartphone boom, uh, is you know I've tried and we talked about the uh, the Uniden crash cam stuff mm. like that. I've tried those things, but they take over my smartphone and yeah. and, and run your battery down and run your battery well. down. Yeah, yeah. I have mine plugged in most of the time, but I don't know the idea of not having my phone sitting there ready to ring at me or whatever and not getting interrupted. That's why I like the dedicated GPS. Totally right. Price. So what's Just this on price the price on the spec side? Uh, five inch screen. Uh, it's priced at $299. It'll be available from this month, so March, at JB Hi-Fi, Dick Smith, and selected Harvey Norman stores. All right, you can, you'll be able to check out a whole stack more about that at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, as uh, the modern Mobile World Congress uh, came to a close last mm-hmm. week, I think we, we both agreed... Jeez, it dragged on. <laughs> a little bit. It was, what, four days? But I think we both agreed the biggest uh, product announced at the event was the Galaxy S5. No the, doubt. The much-anticipated Galaxy S5. Well, uh, just in the last day or so, there's been reports, and I've actually put this up on Tech Guide as well, that Samsung has actually run into a little bit of uh, a bit of a production issue with the built-in fingerprint sensor. Now, right. the problem is that they, uh, they, A, I don't think had enough, could produce enough working sensors to meet the production schedule. Yeah. So they've actually called for third-party vendors to, to, to join in to help them meet the uh, the deadline, which is the, uh, April 11 is the alleged date for mm. the worldwide launch of this product. So they're kind of racing against the clock. There's only just over a month to go. I can't imagine that that's a, that's a good thing for the product because you think about things that get rushed, right? When you rush something, you have a higher rate of um, failure. Oh, I gotta, you've got to say they're better off delaying the thing by a month. Um, what will happen? You know what I predict will happen? They'll still have a worldwide launch. On the on the eleventh, where delay the there'll release, be yeah. you know th- a thousand devices in each country for you know a stack of people to use and trial and people like us to yeah. review, but the on sale launch might be another month out. Maybe, or, or, like or they might sort of do a territory for territory. Maybe give obviously the bigger territories the first crack. But Which Samsung um, don't normally do. Yeah, but I, I I think that they may try to still meet that date because you got to look at what's happening around them too. Like HTC have, uh, have got a big event in New York at the end of March. Mm-hmm. They got their new Hero product coming out. There's all these things happening around them. All the de- other devices announced at Mobile World Congress are due to be released around the same time. Yep. So I think 
they've put the line in the sand for April 11. I think they're going to be doing whatever they can, including going to third-party vendors to meet this deadline. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a struggle because the one thing they can't fail on is the fingerprint scanner because Apple well, have hello. done it That's and right. nailed it. Apple, did, did they ever? And, and you're exactly right. That was one thing we commented on our show last week is that you know, it's kind of taken a leaf straight out of the Apple book with the, the fingerprint sensor beneath the home button. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's something that uh, Samsung has adopted as well, as have other companies. HTC One Max has got the fingerprint reader on the back. I think it's something we're going to see a lot more often. But you need one that works, and this is the issue Samsung's facing. They need to make enough in time that that work properly. I think it was the key feature of the device too. So yeah. they well, have to, it has to work. Yeah. It has to work. Really well, otherwise people are going to pan this. Yeah, and, and that's we got to we got to remember then with people the way they buy products they do read reviews like yours and mine. Absolutely, yeah. Um, when when you've got a big star off the review because the fingerprint scanner doesn't work, mm. it's it's a huge fail. That can cost them tens even of millions though of sales. even though a huge percent. Like if the fingerprint scanner stopped working on my iPhone, I I just probably would notice. I'd just suddenly get back to. I use mine all the time. I use all mine all the time. The time but yeah, when yeah. it when it fails because my my hand's sweaty or dirty or something, <laughs> I just type in the number. It doesn't doesn't what kill me. What are you doing, mate? Sweaty yeah, hands. Well, mate, you know, I'm a busy man. I work very hard. Um, I, you know, I'd move on. But if yeah. it doesn't work from the start, oh, of course. it's a problem. Yeah. So and tough it, time. It, it, is, it is really reliable. I must say that the iPhone, the 5S fingerprint sensor, is works 99 times out of 100. Yeah. It's very reliable. All right. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 149. Thanks to Netgear. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, uh, we talked about mapping earlier with Navman, and we're here at the Navman event. Um, Apple, it's got to be a couple of years ago, announced the, the Siri Eyes free concept with car manufacturers. They had car logos up there. You can get Series Eye free in a Holden Commodore now. It's a feature, but it wasn't really hyped by Apple since then, if, if I recall rightly. But this week they announced Apple CarPlay, and um, there's a, a stack of car manufacturers involved, Mercedes, even Ferrari, Volvo, um, and a stack more to come in, in the year ahead. But what this is is a real interesting play by Apple. Now, I, I drive a lot of cars because I review cars as well, and I see where this is going, right? Because, for example, uh, General Motors have a thing called MyLink, and so in the Commodore, in the Barina, in the Colorado, you've got your normal entertainment system, your little touch screen there where you climate control and everything, but then there's also, you know, your AM, your FM. But then there's a thing in, in Holden's called Smartphone Link. Mm-hmm. And when you click that, it's it's three logos like Stitcher, Pandora, and TuneIn Radio, but they're grayed out. You can't do anything with them unless you plug in your phone. When you plug in your phone and you have those apps installed, they become it gives you active. The connection, doesn't it, then? And that's essentially what Apple's doing here is they're, they're offering to provide that service to car companies. Well, car companies it, will still have AM and FM oh, in there and, and Bluetooth, all that stuff will still be in cars. Yeah. But when you buy a Mercedes, for example, and it has this you know, CarPlay function and you plug in your Lightning Dock Connected 5, 5S or 5C, suddenly the screen will change. It'll have recognisable icons like mm-hmm. your music, your messages. And um, the same, same style as on the Apple device. Very much the same It's style. iOS in your car, basically, isn't Maps, it? Maps, uh, yep. if you, you load the maps, and all the data, all the brains of this thing is your phone. So there's yep. nothing in the, the car that, it's that an drives interface. the maps. The car's the interface. When you search for, for something in the map, it's searching using your phone, using your phone's 3G mm-hmm. or 4G, and it's, and it's giving results directly in the screen. That's great. So you, 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 your phone can be in the, uh, in the glove box, but you're yep. using the, the hands-free to, to 
talk to it and, and navigate commands in the touchscreen to, to flick between Absolutely. apps. I it's think, a really uh, big play from Apple, mate. Good move. I, I agree. Uh, I actually watched the live uh, Mercedes-Benz press conference in Geneva yesterday. They've got a motor show happening over there right now. And this was a major part of this announcement. Mm. I'm, I'm a fan of the Mercedes-Benz brand. And I, I'm pleased to see that they're one of the first companies to uh, uh, to announce this uh, this partnership, this adoption of the technology. Yeah. But you're going to see a lot more. It's not just Mercedes-Benz. involved. They're all, they're so all going to be involved it's, eventually. It's not like it's exotic cars only. It won't be every car in every range from, from day one, but Hyundai will have one this year at some point. So, it's, but it's, um, so it's, it's on new vehicles moving forward or can, yes. it, can you retrofit? It, it'll be new vehicles. You won't be able right. to retrofit. So car companies don't do car. retrofits. I've got to buy a new car now, mate. Correct. Okay. I'll drive your old one if you keep the lease payments <laughs> no, that's up. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I think no, it's it is, and, and the guy uh, I forget his name now. The, the guy who did the press conference, one of the, the bosses at Mercedes Benz, said that Mr. Benz he did mention the fact that Android are having a similar sort of play. Yes, Google and he, he specified. He said, "Look, we're not just favouring Apple. We are open to Google if the, whenever they're developing their system." Yeah. So he said, "What will yeah, happen is when you're in ready. Mercedes, for example, you'll get in and you'll press AM, you'll press FM, you'll do your Bluetooth stream, whatever. But then if you go into the whatever the button is on the Mercedes, let's call it smartphone or something like that." It'll recognise what phone you've got and it'll work based on that. Whereas what General Motors have done to date is to have this MyLink which uses either phone. So it's it's an interesting world, but the good thing is it doesn't matter. You don't have to buy into an ecosystem to match a car. That's right, because it's in your pocket already. It's the iPhone. And, it, was and, it was announced at the, Mo, at the um, Worldwide Developers Developer Conference, Conference last yes. year, so it's taken a little bit of time to come to market. I think we're going to see it. I think in Mercedes-Benz's case, they had the brand-new C-Class there. Yep. So that... Um, the, that that was the device that the the vehicle that he had in front yep. of him and said that he yeah yep, we're, we're gonna ha- you'll anyone who buys a new C class which is let's face it the bread and butter of the Mercedes Benz brand it's a very popular model uh, they're going to be able to uh, enjoy uh, the CarPlay with their iPhone Apple CarPlay uh, coming this year to a, a range of brands and stack more next year Apple's website has a heap of information including a couple of videos and Volvo did a great video too showing how they integrate it you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and uh, netgear.com.au is the place to go to find out information about that fantastic Nighthawk router. And uh, this is a router that um, will provide fantastic coverage in your home, fantastic speed in your home. The latest wireless technologies like beamforming, which brings the, the, the wireless signal directly to your device as opposed to just randomly spitting it out. It's uh, amazing technology. Both Stephen and I are using the Nighthawk at our homes and uh, can notice a difference. It's, um, it's a fantastic product. If you're into gaming, uh, video streaming and those kind of things, the lag-free nature of the Nighthawk's uh, wireless router will blow your mind. Check it out at netgear.com.au. Great product, around $320 retail. Check it out now, netgear.com.au. Now, I watch a fair bit of TV, Trev, and uh, I have to say it's it's mainly I, I sort of either catch up with it or download it. So actually watching the programs at the designated time, I, I don't do that as often as I used to. And, no. I, and I was under the impression that Everyone was like that. That 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 what they call live or appointment based TV was a thing of the past. Linear TV in the business. Yes. Well, to my surprise, Yahoo Seven uh, released a some research last week to say that ninety eight percent of viewers are still appointment based watchers. Mm. Now, a couple of things. Firstly, we should disclose Yahoo Seven is jointly owned by Channel Seven 
and Yahoo. So you, you could you could argue it's um, it's biased, but it's not because this is not saying is it your primary, is it the most thing you do. It's just saying that everyone still does it essentially. Yeah, what we're make, saying they, here is they, that get, they sit down at a certain time at and watch their some show. point. There's yeah. stuff that we all watch now, whether it's live sport or whether it's just that show that's on a Thursday night or whatever it, the thing we do. But what it shows is that not only is that still happening. But then we're doing amazing things with the with the catch up services. Now you've got ABC iView, you've got um, Yahoo Plus Seven is is their product. You've got Ten Play Nine has Jump In, which doesn't have a lot of content, but mm-hmm. it's there. Uh, SBS and I should disclose I work there has SBS on demand, best product in in the market, obviously <laughs> on more platforms than anyone else. Um, but th- there's so much possibility out there mm. now of watching content when you want, thing, yeah. how you want. That that space is growing, so it's actually the overall consumption of content mm-hmm. that's growing. Yeah, that's what's so really interesting. I, I thought that like and and uh, having the access to the internet and and all this content, we're, we've we've become more of a lean forward where we can actually choose what we want to watch when we want to watch it, mm. um, and that that's why these results surprised me. But another interesting stat was the fact that sixty it, it, how we watch TV is, is interesting too. Sixty seven percent of people watch still watch TV, but not actually on. They don't exactly sit in front of a television. Yes. They use a laptop. They watch TV on their smartphones, on their tablets. So that was pretty interesting the way we do that. And and, and this is this stat won't surprise anyone too. Having a second screen, eighty eight percent of people, eighty two percent of people actually watch TV with a smartphone or a tablet in their lap. So the second screen experience is really growing. Um, so TV, we still watch it. I'll give we you an example. A bit um, in excess, the the two part miniseries that was on Channel Seven, a couple of million viewers each week, right? Mm. But there was also four hundred and thirty thousand full video views of that on Yahoo's Plus Seven platform. Well, what I noticed too, when that, I remember that night that there was a show, the Chappelle Corby show was on, and in the in excess Never Tear Us Apart was on as well, mm. and that flooded my social media stream. A- yeah. As do as do other shows. Like I'm yeah. sure you've seen Breaking. You've seen break, people mentioning Breaking yeah. Bad, Twitter, House Twitter, of Cards. I, I, I was talking to Twitter last night, and they were saying that it's something like um, I can't remember the stat, but I'll bring it. I'll dig it out. But well, I got one the right here. Percentage of Twitter conversation at prime time that relates to television is extreme. Is high. Well, yes. according to the Yahoo 7's research, they said 40% of viewers are finding out about a show through a mention or recommendation on social media. Mm. So I think we mentioned you, you, you discovered Breaking Bad, I'm into House of Cards. There's so many shows that yeah, are recommended. So do you want me to spoil it for you? I've seen them all. Okay, yes. Right. Just checking. Yes. <laughs> I've seen it all. And uh, I, won't, I won't spoil it for our listeners if they haven't seen all 13 episodes of season two. Yeah. But... Um, well worth watching. Oval Office. <coughs> <laughs> That's a, it's a key part of the West Wing, so of course it's a, it's a feature. Interesting stuff, and you can read um, more about that study and those results at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. While we're talking TV, um, the Oscars was on the other day, and I, I get... And I watched it live, mate. I'm a big Oscar fan. Watch it live. Oh, you're right. I'm oh, not a massive every, fan, Watch every minute of it. Love it. Um, we, well, I have it on my desk. Uh, we, we have an... Because I work at the TV network, we have an internal, you know, satellite mm-hmm. feed from, from the ABC in, in America, and so I was able to watch the thing live as well. Um, and I, I was kind of watching it just kind of a corner of my eye. Just, I, I like the, um, the, the fun stuff. I like the hosting of it more yeah. than anything else. And, and Ellen, Ellen did a great, did a great job. Job, yeah. But as soon as, and it's funny, I wasn't watching, but as soon as she started wandering around with what looked like a Galaxy Note. It was a Galaxy Note 3. Big, uh, you a know, white big one. white one. I thought, hang on, product placement, good luck. And then, uh, amazing for, for Samsung, she was just you know, showing this thing to the, to the yeah. crowd, but not as, not as an photos ad. And here she audience. was, and she, she grabs together 
you know, what, 10 different celebrities and takes a selfie. She gets well, no, she went up to Meryl Street first. Yes. Grabbed her. She said she's not on Twitter. She says, oh, well, you will be now. Yeah, 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 And then Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. There was Kevin Spacey jumped in Some the back. Some Bradley Roberts. Cooper. Never heard of him. But... Brad Cooper, yeah. He was yeah. in American Hustle and The Hangover. You've seen The Hangover? Never, haven't seen either oh, of those movies. Well, you get a life, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was also that uh, the um, Liza Minnelli was oh, trying was to get in the back, too. Yeah. She was at the back. So, so she, she takes this photo. And, and the story technically here, because to fit it into the show here on Two Blokes Talking Tech, is, is Twitter. And she says, when she t- takes the photo, she says, let's make this the most retweeted photo ever. Now, at the time, Barack Obama's yes. four more years and a photo Hugging of him and wife. Michelle yeah, yeah. was 778,000 retweets. Was that all? The, the was most, that the yes. Wow. So that was the record to beat. And it was only 30 minutes it took to beat that record. A couple of hours to hit a million. But didn't it, didn't it crash Twitter? It, it, it absolutely yeah, yeah. crashed Twitter. I was getting the not the firewall. There's no firewall anymore. Yes, it's just know, a technical yeah. problem these days. <laughs> but not only did it crash Twitter, but it's now hit 3.2 million retweets. Wow. Try beating that. Yeah, good well, luck. We're going to do, we'll, we'll do a selfie. We're going to do a selfie. We're going to do a selfie in the soda factory storeroom and, 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 and maybe see whether we can get it. three retweets. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not bad. One, uh, you know, one millionth. Of well, it'll be you, TV. me, and someone, and and maybe one of our wives. Well, or, I, could, no. I could retweet with EFTM. Your tech yeah, and I could do tech guy. We're done. There's one one millionth of her clout. But no, it was. I liked how she sort of wandered into the audience and she even said ahead of time, she goes, yeah, I'm going to be live tweeting. So I think Twitter were in raptures, I think, that the, mm. she was doing that. But uh, it, Twitter didn't it... know she was going to do the retweet oh, thing. Oh, right. Oh, well, maybe she should give them a heads up yeah, next time. <laughs> Switch on those extra servers. Twitter. Anyway, if you, I mean, if you want to see the, see the photo, obviously you can go to twitter.com forward slash the Ellen Show which, and scroll yeah, back a couple I of days. Did you retweet it? No, you know what? I, I, oh, I didn't. Because it's not something I would Why? normally retweet. I retweet all that and stuff. And I thought, That's you know, cool. I'm not going to be part of it. Well, aren't you? And I are, aren't you a downer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more interested in the story of the, of the retweet than the Fair retweet enough. itself. Fair enough. Anyway, two blokes talking uh, Oscars. The uh, the new cover was out last week. Uh, I wrote about it on your. Oh no, your. I was going to say your <laughs> tech life. I didn't write that. I wrote about it on Tech Guide last week. For your tech life. But uh, it's it's from a company called Moshi, who are very popular in the uh, in the accessories cases oh, market. Stuff. They do yeah. really good quality cables. They make, uh, and make some good stuff, and uh, they came up with a product last week that kind of reminded me of the Samsung <laughs> Smart Cover. I noticed the word Smart isn't in the name of this device, no. this product. So Sense for cover. a reason. But yeah, the Moshi Sense Cover is uh, a. a, a case for your phone it's got a cover with a tiny little window in the front so that in the window you can either in standby mode see the time the weather information your alarm information but if you get a call like you are right now it'll say on the phone you'll still be able to see, see through, through the, window the window who's calling correct and, and you can then accept the call with these sense array pads along the bottom of, of this of the cover where you run your finger along the screen as if you were sliding to answer mm. and it would answer the call so that you've kept the cover closed, you're talking on the phone, you're not putting a sweaty face print on your screen like uh, I tend to do when I'm talking when I'm walking around. So the the Moshi Sense cover has sort of brought to the iPhone what uh, a lot of Samsung users are already and, enjoying. And I think, you know what, this shows, because I think I wrote about it um, this week, last night I think it was, and there's not much you can do with covers these days. You know, we've pretty much maxed out the, the thought process on covers. And here's Moshi going, well, hang on a minute, that's really popular on the Samsung, the, the window-based thing. 
why don't we just do that? And normally you would say to yourself, well, we need to work with a software developer to make sure that when it's closed, it does all. It doesn't matter. The phone works fine. The screen's still on underneath if it rings. And you don't need, you don't need to know the whole yeah. screen's on. We should point out that it isn't a smart cover. It doesn't lock it your doesn't phone. It doesn't lock the phone to anything It doesn't like create that. another special window like the, Gal- no, like the Galaxy just, covers it's a, do. It's just like yeah. putting a piece of cardboard over the front. But yeah. it's it's integrated with the, with the whole case. So you've still got a normal hard case which protects the phone. Mm-hmm. You've got the flap over the front which protects the screen. And it's magnetically it's attached magnetically so it's locked. So in, yeah, and it's, it's got this great little um, technology that allows you still to slide your finger to, to unlock the phone or, or in that case answer calls. Well, so it was, cool. I, when I posted it on Tech Guide, I, I, I did a little upload to, to uh, my Facebook page as well, to the Tech Guide Facebook page, and one of my readers said, yeah, cool product, I, I own a Samsung and we, I already have this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, we know. I said, yeah, I know that, but iPhone users don't have it. This is it, the Moshi Sense Cover. About $60 retail and check it out, Moshi Sense Cover, and you can see photos of it at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fenning. Well, we wrap it up each and every week, and we do so here a little earlier than normal um, in the soda factory. Uh, with your, uh, we are, I mean, we will take some photos. This is quite an extraordinary uh, location. For they've, they've gone all out for us, really, here, haven't they? Have, yeah. um, but uh, Stephen's Minute Reviews, and this is uh, a follow-on from, from last week. We were talking about some SanDisk products. Um, why is your phone playing music? I don't know. What about this? Your phone is playing music. Come on, Eileen. That's probably my one of my 80 stations has come through. You've got 12 followers now. Well done. <laughs> well, nice of you to follow me. I was following yours. Hey, look, it's on silent. I can't stop it. What's doing? You have to go to Now Playing. I'll just do some tech help here. We'll just call 131332. Um, there you go. Some of your best work. Um, <laughs> I can buy that track for $1.19. You, yeah, well, it's come on, Eileen. Come you, on, Eileen. you wouldn't pay $2 for Dexy's Midnight Runners. And a bit of trivia. You know why they're called Dexy's Midnight Runners? Do tell. Because Dexy's was a brand of laxative back in the 80s. Two blokes talking laxatives and music. So <laughs> we, we talked last week about that SanDisk little mini, um, yeah, uh, mini storage device that worked yes. for Android phones and could copy files from PC to Android. Very, very cool device. And the, the, they hinted when, when, they, when they came and briefed me to that product to some very exciting new things. Yeah, they um, came to you. I had to go to them. That uh, says a lot about it, doesn't it? They went to you. I had to go to them. <laughs> so, you know, we know, uh, we know um, what's going on over that, there. That's okay. That's fine. Um, we know our place in the world. So this is, this is very cool, though, Stephen, yes. from SanDisk. Let's go. The SanDisk Connect Wireless Media Drives. There is the media drive and the flash drive. The media drive is 6.6 centimetres squared, about 1.3 centimetres thick, uh, it has got a 32 or 64 gig internal memory. But the trick with this, it's got its own Wi-Fi hotspot. So you can link to this product and stream the content. Up to eight devices can link to this device and you can stream five different movies at the same time. So imagine the kids in the back of your car on a long trip. They've got all their iPads and their smartphones, whatever they've got in the back. They can stream all this content all at once using the SanDisk Media Drive. The flash drive, similar principle, but it looks like a USB drive. It's available in 16, 32, and 64 gig, uh, but it's also got in its own internal battery, like the Media Drive, so it runs about four hours on its own. The Media Drive runs about eight hours because it's a slightly bigger device. But bottom line is wireless storage, and you can connect to it wirelessly using a smartphone, tablet, iOS, or Android. Very, very cool little uh, little idea. No, I, I think this will be the first evolution of, of a series of products as, as we as we move through uh, through the next couple of years. But a cool start from SanDisk, and you can check that out, photos and the like, at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And, uh, mate, wrapping it up, 
Let's go in-depth on this one. In-depth. Very good. Very good segue there, mate. That's the brand, uh, the name of the company that makes this case. It's an Australian company. Now, who better than an Australian company to know the demands of the Australian outdoors? And that's that's in-depth. They've created a waterproof case that's not only waterproof, it's also dustproof and shockproof. And look, this isn't the first case of its kind on the market. I like the fact that it's Australian-made. It's $99.95, available for the iPhone 5 and 5S, $89.95 for the 4 and 4S. But what I like about this is on the back of the product is a clip to add accessories. So you can, you can put, accessorize uh, your you cover. Can, no, no. What you can do, you can add a, a clip that's also a bottle opener. You can add a, a bike mount to the back. You can also add a, a lanyard, a floating lanyard, so that if you're using this in the water and you happen to, it slips out of your hand, it'll still float above the water. So I go. That's quite easy to get the clip on and off too. They, they've yeah. done good. It's a good little mechanism they've put on the back. Well, of the it. bottom, the bottom of the product actually pops out and really then you open well, up like the lid, so it really very, seals the product really a, nicely. If, if, feel like when you're sealing it for the waterproof you feel like it's it's truly sealed that's, it is yeah and i'll put a test video also on my story on tech guide the in-depth waterproof case 99.95 for the 5 and 5s 89.95 for the 4 and 4s very good uh, you can check it out at techguide.com.au Well, as we wrap up here for episode 149, thanks to the good people at Netgear, we, we should remind people that iTunes is a is a, a difficult beast, and it's hard for people to discover great podcasts like this. So, oh, I did this this week, and I encourage you to do it on your show as well. If you're listening, we'd love you to go to the to the iTunes store, mm-hmm. take a bit of time, research for two blokes talking tech, and just do a little star rating. Maybe yes, maybe even write a few Good words. Idea. Write a few words about the two blokes talking tech. I I expect, and I said this last night on your tech life. I expect that it's a four or five star because if it's anything less, I would hope you would have contacted us. <laughs> Absolutely, I would yes. hope you would have reached out and said, "By the way, that's crap." Yes, um, I do link to the podcast on uh, Tech Guide as well. So I do write correct. a story every time we do a podcast. I write a story and link to all the products that we've that I've written about on my site and also allow people to listen to it, to stream it live on Tech Guide. But I also put the link for you to go to iTunes to subscribe to the podcast, listen to it live. So, yeah, uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback. We love hearing from our listeners. So, yeah, yep. tweet so, us. So I'm at Stephen Fennick with a PH on I'm Twitter. Trevor Long and uh, share that feedback on iTunes. Just break a little, little tiny rating would, uh, would help us all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thanks to Netgear for their support. Episode 149 from the Soda Factory. Talk to you next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.